Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And our guest today is Michael Scalplin, who's Senior Vice President at Access Clearing. Welcome back, Michael. Hey, Doug, how are you doing out there? I'm good. I'm good. The Axis team has seen a lot of evolution through the years. You guys have been around for a while. Can you talk about some of the more recent changes in the industry that has driven or caused you to involved, evolve in how you serve broker-dealers? Yeah, I absolutely can. I absolutely can. Uh, so I've been on the street uh, in the industry for roughly 20 years, catering to the broker-dealer community on the, on the clearing side. And the last five years or so, what we've seen uh, is an evolution uh, into technology and innovation. Um, it's the drive to change this, this one static market and really push it forward, leveraging uh, what we have a society, society have built uh, on the tech side in the last five or six years. Uh, we see these uh, younger generations are starting to get into it and they bring with them a drive and a know-how uh, of what they've seen, what they've grown up with, not just on the street, but in their daily lives. Um, that access to technology is being pushed into uh, our marketplace. And as a clearinghouse, uh, that evolution for us began two years ago with the acquisition uh, from Access Financial uh, and has evolved us quietly over the last two years as we've built this foundation. So we're trying to keep pace uh, with what's happening on the street and not just keep pace with it, but uh, stay two steps ahead of it. Yeah, there's been a lot of consolidation in the clearing business the last few years. How has that affected Axis and your clients? For us, we've seen that uh, we've been in a, we've, we've positioned ourselves in a good place uh, for that movement in the market. And what we've seen in the consolidation is our competitors either exiting specific business lines uh, or exiting the clearing game altogether. And last year, there's been three or four uh, that have either shuttered down certain pieces of their business. Uh, they, they no longer want to go after it. Uh, or they've rolled into others. So for us, we were a private equity clearinghouse. It's been running for about 20, uh, I'm sorry, 18 years now. Uh, and with the acquisition from Axos, it's given us resources uh, and, and positioned us to gather some of that business from the exiting clearinghouses. Uh, so we've been able to move up the ladder, uh, go after some larger clientele, and really put the hammer down in the last year or so as we've resourced ourselves uh, to go after that business. So just to follow up on that, has the consolidation and people exiting the business surprised you? On the clearing side, no. I mean, there, there's always movement. Um, it, it's, it, I guess the amount of firm or the amount of business that has been shuffled up has been surprising in the last year. Uh, on the clearing side, one thing we look for is an opportunity uh, when one of our uh, competitors falters. And it did feel like last year or so that there were more than ever where we were targeting one firm. Uh, and then six months later, it was uh, turning our sights on another firm uh, because they were no longer in a business or had, a, had consolidated with another firm. Um, so it's not surprising that there, there's movement in the market, but it is surprising at the amount of movement we've seen in the last couple of years. You know, we talked a while back about Axis's RIA business and, and the pillars that you built it upon service technology and products, if I remember correctly, are those the pillars of Axel's broker dealer business as well? 
Absolutely. Those are the foundational pillars uh, for Axios as a whole. Uh, we transcend that across all of our business units because they're, they're, those three pillars are what set us apart. Um, so when you start with service, you start with the business development team who's out there introducing the brand to various broker dealers, uh, conferences and trade shows uh, pre-COVID, uh, and just getting out there really showing who we are and, and talking about what we can do. But that transcends across business development and into the personnel we have at our home office in, in Omaha. Uh, we have a fantastic team. Most of them are tenured, have been there for quite some time. They understand the business, they understand the clients, they understand the broker-dealer community. Uh, so when we do bring them in, uh, they are well handled by that team in, in Omaha. Uh, from a technology standpoint, we are always evolving in that space. Uh, that is something that we really take pride in. Uh, we had built some stuff uh, before Axos. Axos's brand is built on technology. And that has really pushed into the clearing side. And we've seen some new platforms come to light on, on our side of the fence. We've got a new RIA platform uh, that is, is being launched shortly. Uh, one of our partner platforms is SunGuard, and we're getting a newer platform uh, in the next couple of weeks with that uh, to, to provide to our clients. We've got some customer-facing uh, GUI uh, interfaces that we'll be rolling out in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and then to cap that off, we really set the foundation with a, with a new API stack. So that technology, again, is continually evolving. We're always looking at it. We're always running a gap. We're always looking at what the competition has, what the clients want, and we're taking straw polls from our broker-dealers. Uh, we sit down with them. We have, uh, we have meetings with uh, various firms to talk about what they need and what they would like to see, and we continue to develop that on the tech side. And then finally, the products. Uh, you can't have anything without a, a full product suite. So we're always looking to see what products the broker dealers want. Is it more stuff on the alternative investment side? Do they need more stuff on the fixed income side? Um, are they looking to get into crypto? Are they looking to get into some product to be the tip of the spear and get there before the other broker dealers do? Uh, and again, we have meetings with our broker dealers uh, on, a, on a quarterly basis. We go into various territories, or we were going into various territories pre-COVID and meeting with the broker dealers. Now we're doing that digitally. We're doing, uh, our, mar our marketing team is doing a fantastic job in setting up online uh, web demos where we can do some little uh, FaceTime with the broker dealers and really dig into what they want to see on the technology side and the product side, and then continue to develop that out. Changing clearing and or custodial providers seems like a really daunting task. At what point should a broker dealer consider changing providers? And at what point is it the right thing to do for the client? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a daunting task unless you have the right team to help you transition. And I believe at Access, we do have that, uh, that team in place to usher broker dealers from one clearinghouse to another. Uh, listen, any broker dealer out there who has any concerns about their clearinghouse should be talking to another clearinghouse. And, and that's us included, right? So we pride ourselves on service. We pride ourselves on being able to handle the business that we have here. Uh, but when we're out there, we're talking to other broker dealers, we hear that they're having service issues or they're having tech issues. And that's something you wanna get in front of. If your clearinghouse is not providing you with what you need, then you should open up that conversation. It does take a little bit of time. It is a heavy lift to move from one clearinghouse to another. But again, we have the tools and the personnel in place to support their business and make sure that they're getting everything that they need. We're in it for the long haul. 
And we feel that some of the competition is not. We all realize that every client has their unique requirements, but can you talk about how you onboard your broker dealer clients to make the transition for them and their clients as seamless as possible? Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a multi-stage approach. Uh, and everybody on the C-suite gets heavily involved from the, from the very first part of the introduction of that broker-dealer to our firm. They go through a process where we have to approve them with our credit committee. And as they come in, they meet the C-suite, right? We're talking to them with our head of operations, with the head of AML, with the head of risk. Our firm fully understands what that business is before the contract is even signed. And then once it is signed, we begin into this process that, that again, transitions them slowly and smoothly into, uh, into our structure, into our infrastructure. So what happens is business development brings that through the committee. It triggers a process into our conversion team, uh, which is several, uh, several person team that, that sets up a conversion that works through exactly what they need. Is this a tape to tape? Is this... A, a bulk ACAT? Uh, is this a brand new firm that needs to be set up? What do we need to do for training? So all of these meetings are happening once that contract is signed. And the sales team who brings you in, uh, they, they don't just drop it off and walk away. That's not how we're structured. The sales team stays on as relationship management once you transition through that conversion to make sure that you're being handheld, to make sure you have everything you need and your business is, is a success. So some firms have their sales team drop that lead off and walk away, but here we don't. That salesperson is fully responsible for the life cycle of the entire relationship. So again, it ushers in this service model where we've got multiple personnel heavily involved, making sure that your transition goes smoothly, that you have everything you need and more. What do you need for today and what do you need for tomorrow? We're taking all that into account and making sure that your business is supported. You have a great tagline. It's clearing evolved, but it's also a big statement. Tell me how Axos works to stay ahead of the curve. Absolutely. So uh, clearing evolved has been discussed for the last two years. Uh, and it's something that we've been quietly kind of setting up in the background, right? We knew that evolution was coming. We knew that we were going to rebrand and clearing the ball once we really started pushing that tagline. And what we did was we set that foundation. We set the base. And that's the most important thing, right? If we're going to evolve and we're going to be the, the tip of the spear in this evolution, we need to make sure that we're on solid ground. And that's what we've done for the last two years. We've worked through a process where we set up the tech, we set up the API, we set up relationship with other vendors to really make sure that this offering is ready to go. And now that that foundation is set, you'll see a lot more of that clearing of all tagline. That is, that is what we're going to be going forward with uh, as we, as we you know, continue into 2021. And that's what's going to be pushing the brand. This evolution that we are not sitting quietly. We are not waiting for stuff to happen. We are out there. We're looking for acquisitions. We're looking for personnel. We're adding to staff, we're adding to our product suite, we're adding to everything. Uh, and we really have our sites trained on being the top correspondent clearing firm and RAA firm out there for all of the, all of the clients and prospects. We're, we're looking to be number one. We're not going to settle for second place. 
And it all started with this foundation and this evolution to really push and drive the market into levels unseen. Last question for you. What advice do you have for broker dealers who may be considering changing clearing providers? And are there any specific steps they need to take to prepare? I would say establish that relationship early, right? So start talking to uh, myself or my team or our personnel in Omaha. Talk about what you need. Talk about what you want. Make sure that you're prepared for that move. It can take a little bit of time. Again, there's a process that we have to go through for the, for the approval. But if you're sitting with your clearing provider and you're not happy, the conversation should start today. Uh, we are always available. We're always talking to uh, different broker dealers about what their business looks like, what it could look like, what it would look like here. We do product demos and service talk, and, and we do a whole host of things where we can start pulling them in, and they don't have to transition today, right? But let's start having that conversation. Let's show you what it looks like and start setting that, uh, that dialogue in, into what it would be like to be here. Uh, and that's what, we're, that's what the, the business development team is, is here for, and that's what we do. A lot of web demos these days, and hopefully when the world reopens, we'll be more in people's office. But I invite every broker dealer out there who's listening, who is not 100% happy with their clearinghouse, let's have a conversation um, and let's, let's, let's start the ball rolling. That's great. Michael, we really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate it, Doug. Thank you very much for your time. We certainly wish you and Axos the best of luck. All right. Have a good one. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard and the Power Your Advice podcast team. This is Doug Heikinen.